Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome to Sprint Center in Kansas City. We are ready for showdown for relief. Missouri and Kansas back on the basketball court. Rebound pulled down on the baseline though by Missouri's Barnett. Phillips right wing, Michael Porter Jr. from three. Bang! And Missouri's got the lead. Sweet, sweet touch by the National Player of the Year, Michael Porter. State champions in Missouri and then in the state of Washington. Right wing, Cassius Robertson, three ball. Missouri knocks it down. It's 37-34. Tiger fans are going to love Cassius Robertson. Tigers with the ball, less than 13 to play. Harris on the baseline. Porter to the block. Puts it up. Hierarchy shot. Jammed down by Jeremiah. Mr. Tillman is on the scene. And the Tigers back within a point. The showdown for relief. Raising more than $1.75 million. Slam. This bugs for you, Mizzou. Johnson, and he's gone. Touchdown, Missouri. You don't get no better than that, man. Lock deep near side. Jamon Moore. It's a foot race. 82 yards. Touchdown, Missouri. Boy, look at Crockett run. It's his fourth touchdown run of the day. This is the Mazodcast. Howdy, Tiger fans. Welcome to the Mazodcast. I'm your host, Brennan Anthony. Joining me, as always, is Jeremiah Tillman's personal groin masseuse, Colin Anthony. What's up, dum-dums? And Caleb Bungart, better known as Dr. Funkenstein, president of the Paula Lenny Funkometer fan club. Hello, kids. Wow, what a weekend we had here at Mizzou. There's a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. We had football. We had basketball. We had the return of the border war. Yes, we did. Man, guys, what do we talk about first? I guess it was homecoming. we got to address that. Yeah, it's ostensibly a football program, though that mm-hmm. could be changing very soon. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's going to become a Missouri sports program Thankfully. for basketball and football and yeah. no other sports mm-hmm. because they all you never know. <laughs> no, let's not get into that. But yes, <laughs> so it was homecoming, and lo and behold, Missouri got a win. Against the Idaho Potato Vandals. <laughs> and the Tigers look good. It's Granted, not it in was the first Idaho. minute. If you no. take the first play out of the game, mm-hmm. damn, they were good. Yeah. Yeah, we started off first pass of the game. Drew Locke went full Matty Mock on us. Mm-hmm. Threw an interception, and then they immediately scored on it. Everyone, you could see Twitter was starting to get the fangs out, yep. and then everything turned Mizzou. I think Drew Locke connected on his next seven of eight passes. We set a first quarter record ever for points scored with 34 and our good friend albert o the mm-hmm. tight end who we still haven't mastered that last name yet nope no, but he's, nor are we yeah he scored three touchdowns in the first quarter and what position does he play you know that i believe he's a tight end 
Holy shit. That is not a position we've seen utilized in the past. And, uh, of course, we've had a lot of words with Coach Barry Odom. He's had to listen. Hey, listen to the show, and he's like, Coach Odom went to uh, Coach Heupel and said, is there a position on the field called tight end? Mm-hmm. He's like, there absolutely is, Coach. Well, he's I'm like, also- we should use those guys. Is I he they're a- all like 6'5". Maybe he didn't know they were a legal receiver. I've yeah. also assumed that in MLS, when he's watching that, they score a lot of goals from the middle of the field. So yeah. he figured maybe he can use that in football. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's really he's starting to use that strategy. Mm-hmm. Not so much. <laughs> That's right. Missouri just put up touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. They allowed 20. Tight ends led all receivers. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. That is not a statistic we're accustomed to. We gave up 21 points to Idaho, but one touchdown was garbage time minutes at mm-hmm. the end. So you the want to see a maniac too. in full rage. Mm-hmm. If, if I've we, seen you. <laughs> if we go back to never using the tight ends after this game, mm-hmm. that's when you're going to see that. I'm yeah. going to start strangling homeless people. As if I needed a reason. Yeah. I, you know, it's interesting because we do have three tight ends, and uh, two of them are upperclassmen compared to Albert O. But Albert O looks like he has secured that position, mm-hmm. Albert Big O Tire. I, I heard that Coach Odom went to Harpo's after the game and cooked everybody a potato on a copper chef. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. Big win. Yeah. What was homecoming, guys? You used to take goalposts down. Now, well, he now did now get that bag potatoes. of russets. Yes. You know he, got the bag, he took that bag of russets and cooked everybody a potato any way they wanted it. Because mm-hmm. wow. you can do that, <laughs> copper chef. Yeah. Nothing sticks, Caleb. No. Nothing sticks. You can cook it any which way. Yeah, no but Don't put butter in that pan. Don't spray it with spray it. I mean, you don't need it. It's Copper Chef. Today's I went episode. got one. It was delicious. I went twice baked. <laughs> let's, let's, let's not digress into more Copper Chef talk this, yeah. this episode. It's hard not to. Today's episode of Once Again Sponsored by the Copper Chef. Yeah. Yeah. So what were we talking about? The Copper Chef? Yeah. yeah. Football. Uh, Tight yeah. ends. Things like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we didn't see Demaria Crockett, who we have heard uh, as of today, I believe, that he's going to be out for a little while, which mm-hmm. I don't think is a big surprise. He had so, orthoscopic surgery. Yeah, Roundtree got onto the field and mm-hmm. played well and made you wonder why he never plays. We mm-hmm. need to address that Tucker McCann was uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. nowhere to be a found. A lot to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, so apparently he was uh, suspended for violation of team rules. Mm-hmm. Of course, we never know what those are. He molested yeah. a colleague, I heard. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he's not good enough to break team rules. No, you know? he sure isn't. And Mario Crockett can uh, get caught with a little weed, yep. and we can look the other way. Mm-hmm. But if you're Tucker McCann, and especially when you're backup, Kicks them all in. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. A little Irish fart. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking potato eating, butt eating douche pump. Maybe, maybe that had something to do Idaho. with it. Yeah. Maybe he uh, stole maybe those russets. He yeah. got caught in the visitor's locker room. Stealing <laughs> russet potatoes. <laughs> Where's the potato shot, everybody? <laughs> I think we've broken this case. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're all terrible racists, too. I'm still going with the collar. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> Could be. The question, I guess, is now that's three straight games where the offense has not been dead. Yeah. And uh, two against good teams, one against Idaho. Mm-hmm. We're going to UConn, who I hear has the worst secondary in the nation. And UConn gold potatoes. <laughs> wow, really? Yes. We've got two bags coming for this one. <laughs> boy. Yeah. Copper Chef's going to get used again. Yeah, boy. We have every reason to believe that the offensive tack will continue, at least next week. But then, you know, the talk has also been that if Barry Odom doesn't win out or at least look convincing in at least last six games that he's no longer... Yeah, we talked be- about it last episode. This is, We've reached the soft underbelly of this mm-hmm. season. I really think Barry Odom's job's come down to can you beat Florida? Can you 
beat Tennessee. I mean, mm-hmm. these teams are hot garbage right now, as are we. Hot, hot garbage. But uh, if you can pull off a couple of wins there, mm-hmm. you know, or and beat an, maybe even beat an Arkansas at the end of the season. I mean, you, you managed to rack up three SEC wins towards the end of the season. Personally, this would not change my mind. Would mm-hmm. not advocate him getting another year, even if he wins those games. But mm-hmm. if he does, you could certainly see that uh, Jim Sterk would have a, at least an argument for giving him that third year. Mm-hmm. Currently, where he sits with two wins, I think it's a pretty easy decision for yeah, Jim I mean, Sterk. And the two wins coming against Missouri State and the Idaho Vandals. Dog what the shit. fuck is a Vandal? I thought it was a Vandal with somebody who was like a graffiti artist or something, you know, or destroys pro- you know other people's property. Is there another? Well, there's the historical context, Colin. I don't know what it is. They're Vandals. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for explaining that so thoroughly. <laughs> they stole the potatoes from the Irish. Mm. Vandalized them. Wow. And that's, that's how they got the name. I feel like you guys are bad at history, too. Hashtag yes. history. <laughs> Hashtag hardcore history. Doesn't even matter. One thing, I mean, Idaho is not just bad. They, uh, they're they getting demoted to the FCS next season. The uh, Sun Belt Conference Kansas. has decided that uh, after garbage, garbage football for a couple of years that they uh, maybe inviting them was a bad idea. Mm-hmm. And back they go to FCS land. But for now... We got ourselves an FBS win. Nice. The RPI is like a look great. For yeah. This team. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Anyway, I'll take it. It's uh, two wins on the season. Anything uh, else we need to talk about in this game? I mean, the defense obviously played well against a terrible team. I, I think there is something to talk about. They do have an NFL quarterback on their team, but they have junior high receivers. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Receiver, so mm-hmm. the defense could look good against that. I think one thing I wanted to mention was uh, Emmanuel Hall once again showed up big. He didn't have as many catches this time, but he had a touchdown. Well, he, he had, had a couple catches. long ones. He just, uh, everybody else did too, so he didn't stand out. Yeah, you they know spread what I mean? them like, well. Yeah, he's like, not a tight end. He could have so, ran past them every time. They could have thrown them. Well, and as always, when we play nobody, Jamon Moore turns into a reliable receiver. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's a kid that absolutely, when the bright, lights are brightest, fucking is a shrinking violet. I mean, he just. I did terrible. see a classic Jamon drop, though. Well, I mean, he's always going to give you one, Brittany. Yeah. <laughs> just to remind you, I'm Jamon. You know, he's, he's going to stay on brand. <laughs> That's right. But yeah, I mean, we're going to play UConn. And I mean, just like this week, you can't take anything for granted with this garbage team. But it looks like we should come out of there with a win, a road win. Mm-hmm. And the question remains will we get an SEC win? And, you know, we got the, we look at that schedule. I am hot to trot to play Tennessee right now. They continue to look lousy. I'm still rooting for Butch Jones to be coached. Well, you I mean the good the good news is is that we are recording this on Monday night because of the border war and we wanted to be able to talk about that on the show. But that also means that we went through an entire Monday and Butch Jones still has a job. Ergo, mm-hmm. he probably is going to have the job. At least against Kentucky. At least against can. Kentucky. And then if that 
they don't, I mean, we're getting closer to Missouri being able to fire Butch Jones, which mm-hmm. is my ultimate goal for this season. Mm-hmm. Small goal, though it may be, it is my goal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I want Missouri to fire Butch Jones. Yeah, same. All right, guys, football, anything? Way to get a win. Yeah, congrats. Felt good. It felt good. And then, mm-hmm. of course, the other news of the day, and we talked about how weird it is that homecoming home game, we're going to watch, mm-hmm. but the real news is an exhibition game in Kansas City, but against Kansas. Yeah, we sent our intrepid journalist and cookware rack on tour, Caleb Bumgart, to the game for firsthand analysis. And uh, I listened to it on the radio and somewhat watched it on some very shitty Wi Fi. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was impressed. Caleb, walk us through the experience of being at the Sprint Center to see Mizzou in all its glory with this new team go up against the Did you have to take your erection Jayhawks? to the inside of your thigh? I did. I wore uh, parachute pants to hide the boner. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that, I knew that was going to have to happen, so yeah. I broke out the parachute pants. I, Always they be were, prepared. They were Zubaz, Chief Zubaz <laughs> pants, if you remember those. Um, oh, sure. They still sell them in Kansas yeah, City. They, um, I own three pairs. Yes, I, I bought them on the way to the Sprint Center, and they hide a raging boner perfectly. Mm-hmm. That's why Adam Teicher loves them so much. Yes, they're, mm-hmm. they're a great set of pants. I did not get to watch the tip. We showed up 30 minutes early, and we did not get in the game it's for some much reason. like the people who didn't get to see the tip of caleb's yes yeah yes. everybody's disappointed so in this deal we mm-hmm. got in with like 15 minutes left to go in the half and got to our seats but it was packed i mean half and half kind of like they do the illinois game in st louis so you know they sold even amounts on that but it was pretty nuts in there i haven't had a game like that 15 years 20 years i don't know oklahoma An exhibition game yeah, and it was excellent. You know, no one cared about this game, but apparently, obviously, according to Bill Self, yes, Kim Jong Bill, for not caring, there was a lot of people that cared. Yeah, <laughs> and they treated like, it. They treated it like a real fucking game. Yeah, it's almost game. like he's lies. Yes, it's almost like he's a dishonest person. Yes, as are all the fans in Kansas. And yep. believe it or not, Kansas fans cheered when Kansas scored, and mm. they booed when Mizzou did. So apparently, they had some caring in their hearts. Well, I just figured they would sit there, arms yeah. crossed, and uh, watching silently as they. Their basketball no, team no, played. They, they actually, uh, they actually, put they seem to care. For, yeah, they waved the wheat. I saw mm-hmm. the wheat being waved. Mm-hmm. I saw them try to buy beer with wheat mm-hmm. um, and uh, prairie dog pelts. Um, they were How'd tur- that go over? they were turned down. Uh, you well, can't we- use Kansas money in Missouri. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Sprint Center <laughs> is in Missouri. Yeah, um, it's not allowed. There were several signs there with pictures. Welcome of, to Missouri. <laughs> they put signs up with just pictures on them because people can't read in Kansas yeah, for the sure. most part. And it was just an X through prairie dogs and wheat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they, you know, some people just don't recognize that. Yeah. They still Did they allow to- jugs with X's on them? <laughs> Um, so the they sold them, Brendan. Yeah. Luckily, I was on the Missouri side, and we mm-hmm. have our own bathrooms and yeah, uh, things good. like that, you know, just for Missouri people only. Just for and cleanliness. So yeah. I didn't get to see them with their jugs or meth or mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. like that. But Did you know the bathrooms on the Kansas side were just five-gallon buckets sitting in a room? I thought they were outdoors, wooden shacks <laughs> with little moons cut out in the door. Yeah. Possibly. Mm-hmm. But it, the game was great. Uh, Mizzou's got a pretty good team. I mean, I saw this morning Kansas is number three in the country. <laughs> And if they're number three in the country, uh, Mizzou should be a top 25 team the whole year. They played well. They have talent. Kansas only played eight guys. Bill Self only put eight guys off the bench. Quanzo, he put everybody out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, Van Leer played at least 10 minutes, you know, wow. things That's like that. Anymore. Vandersex. Yes. I saw him drain a three. He drained a three. And then. Uh, <clears throat> well, you know what? Vandersex could be a little bit like Ish Witter. It's like Vandersex is a. Has his role. Yeah. He has his role to play. He was just wildly overexposed in a Kim Anderson basketball mm-hmm. team, you know. Yeah. And they set Michael Porter for probably seven minutes of the second half. I mean, well, I know he didn't play for the last four minutes of the game. Yeah. Of course, I will say this about just listen, from having listened on the radio and 
watching the game when the internet would unfreeze, Michael Porter seemed to press a little bit at times. The shot selection, when they started to get down, got they, they were rushing. I mean, like, wasn't there letting the shot clock bleed down? They were just running down and firing threes. There's still some Youth. obvious coaching that needs to take place with some of these guys, some sl- shot selection mm-hmm. talks. Yeah, you could tell that he tried tried a little hard at this mm-hmm. one. But the other guys seemed to fill in, and when they caught the ball, they, they put up good shots. I mean, yeah. Tillman ran the floor as good as any. Blake Harris big, looked good. Blake Harris the is, is he really He had an up-and-down game, but, man, yeah. he, he did Cassius some. Cassius Robertson. Yeah. Cassius can like shoot. I came away with with being surprised at Tillman the most. I'd never seen him play. I'd seen the Porters play in high school. But that guy at 6'10 runs the court unbelievably. He's like a deer. Like I said earlier, I would not fist fight him, no matter <laughs> the amount of money he is built. He is <laughs> built a, like a brick shit house. He is a man. Mm-hmm. So just for all you listeners out there, if you're hoping for that Caleb V. Yeah, <laughs> Tillman. Jeremiah Tillman, Tillman fight. Tillman it ain't I, happening, Tillman folks. Tillman and I aren't rolling. That, <laughs> that kid runs and plays hard. Um, he power dunked a couple nights. Yes. Oh, yeah. He, but it's exciting to see a team that actually has a guy that can drop step dunk mm-hmm. or tip dunk or any kind yeah, of dunk. I, I feel like dunk. everybody on our everybody on our team for the last three years had to stutter step for 15 feet before <laughs> they got to the basket just to put it over the top With of the one rim. hand. Yeah. 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 You know, Jonte, he's skilled. You know, you can tell he's 17. I mean, he'll grow into himself at some point. But, you, you know, know, but Barnett and Purrier both played well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, if, they did last year. Yeah. yeah. If Kevin could could hit those chippies, that guy would have had mm-hmm. 20 points himself. He yeah. just missed a couple layups and some free throws. But overall, I yeah, was, our free throw shooting was the one thing. We shot like 55% mm-hmm. from yeah. the free throw line for the game. It, Blake I'm, Harris was like one for five or six or something. Yeah, I was like, that's like your that. point guard. Yeah. And Tillman fouled out with seven fouls. Yeah, seven well, fouls. Well, seven but, but fouls, they, but, but they had to play. Man-to-man defense. And you mentioned to us before the game, or before the show. He had to guard Azabuki, yeah. who is a is going to play in the NBA. That guy is very skilled for a big man. Yeah, you there's, were... there's not another big guy out there in the country, I think, that can hang with him and not foul him playing man-to-man the whole game. Yeah, if you're going to have to guard him man-to-man for an entire game, you're going to foul out. Yes, he, he is very skilled. Kansas has a good team. I mean, they... They always do. Yeah, I mean, that's just who they are. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we didn't win, and it's and that's unfortunate, but... After this experience, you, like you said, Caleb, I mean, we got down by 17 points at one one point, and then chipped that down to a single digit lead. And you go, "Holy shit, this is." Mm-hmm. A t- I mean, could you imagine getting down a Kim Anderson team getting down by 17 points? Yes, to, that part. Yes, well, <laughs> to like Indiana Vandals mm-hmm. and how badly <laughs> they know. would blow us off. And they got whatever. That. Fuck it. Yeah. But fuck Incorrect. University, Brennan. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, let's just Incorrect. use the, the nomenclature. Mm-hmm. But fuck University gets up 17 points against a Kim Anderson coach team. It's a blowout from that point forward. Yeah. There is no getting it back down to to single digits. This team did it with a ton of freshmen on the road against the fucking Kansas Jayhawks who are what ranked third in the nation preseason. I mean, this is this is this is impressive. Yeah. And they got down by ro- I mean, they rotated guys constantly. Again, Kansas played their guys. They're going to mm-hmm. play. Well, that was part of the reason for the seven fouls was Bill Self was just like I simply don't have the depth right now. I guess mm-hmm. he's got there's some transfers that can't play for whatever yes. NCAA rule and you know, so he was he was short benched and he's like give us seven fouls. I, and I imagine Bill Self pretty much was getting whatever he wanted just to in, in get a, the game to get the game. And like, what do you want to eat? What do you need, baby Bill? Kim Jong Bill? What What do we have to do to fucking stroke well, your hair and jack you off to get you to do what everyone on the planet, even the people who say they don't care? Yeah. To do, you know what I mean? Well, as I tweeted out uh, Sunday, I did infiltrate the locker room, the Kansas locker room at halftime because I, I'm I'm good at that. It's mm-hmm. just what I do. That's why you're here. Yeah. Um, so I, I got certainly in there. didn't invite you. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Bill Bill Self had killed 
uh, and captured a unicorn, and he was drinking its tears in front of all all the players. So like Lord Voldemort. Yes, yeah, so he's kind of like Voldemort. <laughs> uh, I did not say his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, did not Good. invoke that. Kim I don't know John what happens. You don't want to bring that, and, uh, that shit on yourself. I, I didn't feed him after midnight or no. you know put water on him anything no. like mm-hmm. that. But I think that that really got the team fired up for the second half. <laughs> yeah. As though you know, anytime you can get a mythical creature's tears in your mouth, <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think it it really gets that's why the it's team cliche. Going. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why that's why everybody says it. it wow. it's, it's perfect. It's a Share for a reason. Yes, it's what he does every halftime, though. Really, so he shouldn't have been surprised. Yes, mm-hmm. and uh, something else we should mention, Brennan, is that uh, we uh, had made a uh, impassioned plea plea to uh, the Antlers. We had created a little image of Kim Jong Bill mm-hmm. and uh, said, you know, we need this needs to be a sign. Mm-hmm. This needs it to needs be to be in the Sprint Center. It needs to trend on Twitter. It needs to be in the Sprint Center. This needs to happen. Hashtag Kim Jong Bill. And um, Brennan, I want to tell you something about the Antlers. Yeah. Not all heroes wear capes. They're good shits. Yeah, and uh, they immediately made a sign. They mm-hmm. tweeted it at us. We were, I'm I never been prouder to be associated with this podcast. Mm-hmm. When I saw that sign was going to be in the Sprint Center, being yeah. held by the Antlers, I'm, yeah. it was you know m- beats my watching my three kids born by a mile. I'm sure, and uh, I wish Ian was my child. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, they did it and mm-hmm. uh, came through big time. Yeah, big time. Now in um, the clutch, as you might have seen on Twitter. Kim Jong Bill sign was confiscated, mm-hmm. which fascist. I feel like is a feather in a cap. Fascist. The fascist took the sign from of the fascist. Mm-hmm. So the irony. Mm-hmm. Is, oh, sweet irony. Yeah, but I was so happy. I'm so proud of the antlers. I'm uh, so so happy to have had any interaction with those guys. They really are who we want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they kind of represent us. Yeah, Kind- I feel kindred like spirits. Yeah, I feel like yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I have good news for you, Colin. Do you? Mm-hmm. After the break, uh, we've got uh, Dan Blanchard, who's the Grand Poobah of the Antlers. Who, he's their Lord Commander, uh, and he's going to be calling in and talking about his experience and that of the Antlers uh, in the Sprint Center this weekend. So we'll have a little chat with uh, with the Antlers themselves and hear about the background on the Kim Jong Bill sign, as well as what the Sprint Center was like from an antler perspective. That sounds awesome. This is a good show. This is a damn good show. <laughs> All right. We'll be back with that and some of our fan voicemails after the break. This is a Mazopcast. Don't throw that used cell phone away. Sell it to Midmo iFix. Midmo iFix buys and sells used cell phones that include a 30-day warranty. So if you lost your phone overboard, the screen's cracked, or the phone's broken, stop into Midmo iFix and see Kevin. And if you have no use for that old phone, turn it into cash. Midmo iFix, located next to Emo's Pizza on Osage Beach Parkway. 573-694-8795. Midmo iFix. Phones fixed fast. More listener music. This one comes to us from Mini Colored Death is the name of the band. The song is Dummy. And uh, as we promised earlier, Colin, Caleb, we have a special phone call coming in. This one is uh, from the Antlers themselves. So let's get to the phone line now. On the phone to talk to us now about the experience of watching Mizzou and Kansas play basketball for the first time in five years is Dan Blanchard, who is Grand Poobah of the Antlers, who we were very proud of this week. They uh, really put on a good display and reminded us of the good old days. Dan, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Tell us a little bit. What was it like to be at the Sprint Center this weekend? The atmosphere is 
pretty much what it should be for a Kansas game. It was split down the middle, even a lot in between the tickets, but every single possession mattered. And there hasn't been a game like that in five years, I can tell you that much. I mean, when Kentucky comes to town, when Florida comes to town, any of the SEC Blue Bloods, it's a great game, but it, it's never Kansas, that's for sure. Tell us what you guys, did you do anything special to prepare for this game to uh, really rattle the Jayhawks? Or what was, what was life as an antler like uh, preparing for this big one? It was a it was a pretty wild week. So the announcement came in, and it was actually the day before. I think it was Carrington Harrison and uh, KC. He said it might happen, and then everyone, obviously everyone here, you know, was on high alert. And then they announced the game. So our immediate focus was, all right, how are we going to get tickets? And we tried to go through a couple channels to see, you know, how the tickets are going to be distributed. And it really came down to that two o'clock deadline. Some miracle, since they sold out in about 45 seconds to a minute, we got a ticket for every single person in the Antlers who was in the state of Missouri. So, How many members of the Antlers are there? It's kind of a flexible number. Currently in Columbia, for any given game, we'll have about 34, 35. A game like Kansas, though, especially a game in Kansas City, a lot of our, a lot of our old guys will come and show up for that, too. We had about close to 45 people there wearing, wearing the A, and there's probably more who weren't wearing the A, too. So, What was the average sobriety level, would you say? <laughs> well, we, do, we still buy by our rule where we do not drink before the games. Mm-hmm. So Just during. We, <laughs> I wish. Uh, <laughs> Some some games the past three years I wish we wish we uh, sold in the arena, but before the game we we had to all drive from Columbia to KC and we all met up. We met our signs. We made sure we brought the uh, Kim Jong Bill sign. Yes, so, we're so proud of you for that. We we all met up and then we got over to the stadium. We wanted to be the first people through the doors, so we got in line real early. We were actually the first people in, and that's when we ran into uh, Sprint Center event staff for the first time, and that was a whole other headache on its own right. It was, do tell. It started early and it went through. So Tell us about the events. What did the Sprint Center staff do to uh, take away your signs? What was that about? So when I, I was the first one to walk through, and I we have to go through a metal detector, so I had to clear all my pockets and sit down the posters. And the woman didn't say anything about our posters, just kind of slid them by. And then I went through. Everything was fine. We were going to get ready to go over to our section. And uh, then this other event staff lady comes, you know, hustling over with a garbage can. And we're like, uh-oh. And she goes, oh, we, you know, I have to check your signs. And we're like, okay, you know, that's kind of par for the course. We get our signs checked at every game at Mizzou Arena. But we were, you know, we know how to handle it. So they, they looked through our signs. They they let the Kim Jong-bil one go through. They let three of our other five go through. Then they come to our fourth sign, which we wrote the FBI tip line on it. And <laughs> remember. Beautiful. Then the woman uh, was so kind to let us know that she was from Kansas and remarked that, you know, not only Kansas is under investigation. And at that moment, we realized what we were dealing with, which is trash speaker. And she... <laughs> Threw our sign in the garbage, even though we said we're aware that it is not just Kansas. However, today we are only playing Kansas. <laughs> and they then threw our second to last sign away as well, which they deemed writing Malik Old Woman, which is a play on words for Malik Newman. Mm-hmm. They deemed that that was too offensive, and they threw that one away as well. So I am offended. We we managed to bring in four signs, including Kim Jong Bill. Mm-hmm. You know, we made it into our section. The first thing we chanted was Beaker Trash. The second thing we chanted was Kim Jong Bill. Mm-hmm. 
about 10 minutes later, up in the upper deck where, you know, the Mizzou students were, another event staff guy comes down and he tells us that he needs to take our sign. This was thankfully after we had our picture taken with it. Mm -hmm. There was proof that it made it into the Sprint Center. Absolutely. uh, He comes down and he tells us that he needs to take our sign. And so I asked him, you know, do you mind me asking why? We already had our signs checked. They were all given the okay. And he told us that his boss told him that the signs were too big and needed to be taken. And again, I asked him, I said, you know, well, yeah, but you you let us through one security checkpoint. Do you understand our confusion on this? And he was like, yeah, I just need to see the Kim Jong-bil one. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly, that one had struck the appropriate nerve with someone up in the Sprint Center who probably, you know. There was a fascist in the crowd and they didn't like that sign. Yeah. In the moment, I was just thinking to myself how ironic it was, and I even tweeted that out. I said, you know, how do you not understand the irony of taking away a sign that you said was okay because someone later on found that they didn't like it? And, you know, that, he, 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 made a, he made a very concerned effort to say the Kim Jong-bil sign. So yeah. we know that at least that was the one that caught their attention. <laughs> so I think you guys props for that. It was a beautiful sign. Yeah. I had full intentions of coming and getting a picture with you guys with the sign. And by the time the Sprint Center let me in with 15 minutes left to go in the first half after waiting for 30 goddamn minutes, the sign was already gone. They'd taken it from you. So I did get to come up and take a pic with it. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I'm just thinking that we were at least able to get one picture. Yeah, that was awesome. I got to Colin sent me the picture of it and I and told me to go up there and by the time, you know, it took us a long time to get in for some reason and I saw you guys you were directly across from me up and I and I started looking for the sign it wasn't there and then he told me that the sign was taken away and I saw your tweet so I was quite disappointed they did that <laughs> to you all. Well, I got you on the phone. I wanted to ask you just a few things about the antlers cuz I'm curious and I'm oh, sure some of our listeners are. So How do you become an antler, first and foremost? It's a multi-step process. Uh, The first thing is each year we go to Speaker Circle near the end of August, beginning of September, pretty early on in school year. And if you're on campus, you'll hear us. We, you know, we have the hashtag join the antlers and, you know, we just scream join the antler quips and uh, we have applications. The application is a combination of Mizzou basketball trivia and like questions that are designed to see how clever someone is. Mm-hmm, For sure. instance, on, a, on, my, on my application when I was a freshman, it was one of the questions was, it, what color Mike and Ike would you be and why? So it's <laughs> kind of a weird question like that to gauge, gauge how someone can be clever. And then one other question was, who hit the three-quarter shot against Memphis and the Sweet 16 and, you know, Marcus Denman. So it's kind of a combination to see, hey, these kids, A, know about Mizzou basketball, and B, do they have a creative bone in the body? Not a lot of people get denied from the application, but if they can't tell us a recruit in the class, for example, uh, this year was super easy, but typically if they can't tell us a recruit in the class, then that's what gets most people. After that, we have public tryouts, again, in Speaker Circle, where all the antlers that go, and one by one, we bring out all the people who are interested in joining and we'll yell questions at them and then they'll have to yell questions back at us. That's uh, to gauge how comfortable people are, you know, kind of being goofy, being loud in front of a bunch of people because whenever we hold our tryouts, there's pretty much always a crowd on hand. So, mm-hmm. How much hot, wet pussy does it does it translate into to be an antler? <laughs> <laughs> the answer is not as it should. Yes, uh, <laughs> on campus, especially, you know, the past three years, not a lot of people have been making their way into Mizzou Arena, so yeah. not a lot of people know who we are, but this year I have a feeling more people will 
recognize the A if we're wearing our shirts on campus. Yeah. You know, I've definitely missed it already. Uh, On Saturday when we were all walking through the arena for the Mizzou Madness event, the amount of people who, you know, either stopped us or said, hey, or, you know, go antlers or whatever, compared to the past three years has been like, it was a surreal experience. So at these basketball games, are you guys kind of like celebrities? I mean, is a lot of people want to stop and take your picture and that kind of thing? We, yeah, we, we do get people who come up and ask to take pictures with us and, you know, we'll throw up the antlers or whatever. And thinking back, one of the weirdest things I think I've experienced as an antler was my freshman year. We were playing like Nebraska, Omaha or something like that. And, you know, a real bad team, a, a Kim Anderson win. Uh, wow. Rare. And we had a sign that game that was about one of the players' girlfriends. We had found a whole bunch on her and like <laughs> the sign had her name on it and all that. I think we, we might have even had her phone number on it or something, but a, a girl came over to us near the end of the game and she told us, Hey, that sign's about me. I'm, I'm, I'm her. And we were like, oh. <laughs> nice. So, uh, that, that one was weird because she came over and she, she was a good sport about it. She thought it was funny, but. So antler yeah, gangbang, is that what it, that's what happened, huh? I don't want to put words in your mouth, <laughs> but we can we can we can read between the lines. Yeah, her boyfriend definitely uh, had a bad game. Yeah, <laughs> he went too far. So that was a that was a that was a weird one. We do get most the most frequent thing is we'll get people who come over and just ask to take pictures with us, either other students, people from the crowd. So, do you or any of the other antlers actually listen to the uh, Mazad cast? Uh, yes, I was actually going to tell you guys a few weeks ago. I believe it was after the Purdue game, you had a guy call in. I think he was the last one on your voicemail, and he just went berserk. Was it Ian? Uh, it was Ian. <laughs> yeah! yeah! We love Ian. <laughs> Ian. Ian's great, yes. So the Antlers do listen to the Mazodcast. We were happy when you guys uh, tweeted at us. The, uh, definitely the Kim Jong-Bill sign, but <laughs> we, uh, we didn't want to let you down. I, we, we were listening when you, uh, when you, you pleaded with people to tweet us, and we were ahead of the ball, so we yeah. got that one made, and well, we were Definitely. proud of you. If you have any more photoshops throughout the year that you want to send our way, we're always uh, willing to take a look. I do so, have a request for, for this year at one point because as a young kid going to games, they had the, the Antlers had the Paula Lenny Funko meter. <laughs> and it was my favorite thing as a kid was the Paula Lenny Funko meter. So if you guys can dig it's that fun. out wherever it's at, <laughs> this year is going to be per- pure funk all year. So it's got to come out at some point. I have some good news for you, actually. I just walked over to the other side of my room here, and I am currently holding the Paula Lining photometer. I am going to get a picture with that this year. <laughs> that is, I mean, yeah. going back to being 10 years old, that was the coolest thing in the world was the antlers <laughs> with the Paula Lenny Funko meter. I love that. We'll absolutely keep uh, Photoshop open and ready. Make an appearance. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much for uh, joining us, Dan. You're welcome anytime, and hopefully there'll be a lot to talk about this season, as uh, they may have come up short at uh, Kansas City this weekend, but it looks like there's going to be a lot of Mizzou wins to uh, talk about and celebrate this season. We are looking forward to it. Thank you for having me on, guys. Yeah, right. M-I-Z. Yo, you.
happier to have an association than that of with the antlers. Yep. Yep. Definitely kindred spirits, I feel like. Yep. I love you, Paulo Lenny. <laughs> <laughs> Good for Dan and, to call. Um, Thank you. I'm so happy to know that Ian, our favorite caller, mm-hmm. is an antler. Yeah, of course. It makes all sense in the world. Yes. Yes, it sure does. God damn it! <laughs> there we him. have it. God damn it! <laughs> What a good guy. <laughs> football coach 2018. That's Ian. right. Ian, Ian for head football coach. <laughs> so uh, I think it's time to, as, as long as we're talking uh, listeners and calls, why don't we get to the mailbag? Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. All right. Here comes our first call. Hello. This is Barack Obama, 44. And I wanted to say that it's not Barry Odom's fault that we're terrible. It's Mizzou's fault for hiring it. God bless America. Wow. There we're, you go. We're reaching a wide audience. <laughs> yeah. Former President Barack I Obama. I feel like he's our audience, but there you go. Yeah, I'm a big Mizzou fan, apparently. Hey, guys. Calling with my thoughts about the game. I was there today. A couple Which of game? things. We looked less stupid. Must be football. Football. Artery <laughs> in terms of mistakes. Looked cleaner. Focused. A lot of positive things. Two, I love Terry Beckner Jr. If I was going to go gay, he'd be maybe on the top five of my list. <laughs> Not a bad choice. I love it when he goes Dangerous. for a sack or gets a tackle be a top. behind the line. It looks like he's actually trying to eat the guy with the ball. Like he's going to like grab him and like rip his head off and eat him. That would be That's awesome. That's what I think of when I think of Terry Beckner Jr. I think he's part monster, and mm-hmm. I love it. I absolutely love it. <laughs> and finally, I don't know if anyone's figured this out. Maybe I've missed it. Barry Odom, Barry Scrotum. <laughs> Nailed it. You know, I think uh, he put up a nice point there. We did play less stupid. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is something we should strive for. <laughs> Don't be stupid. <laughs> hey, guys. Long-time listener, first-time caller. I'm really pleased with how the Tigers played today. I was a little antsy at first with the interception and then the Idaho touchdown, but... Mm. I mean, the offense score, obviously, and the defense, well, they they contained Idaho to do what they had to do. But in more important news, uh, Kansas lost again today and did not score any points. Mm, Kansas, like, spoiler oh, alert. Yeah, stepping on, step on uh, Caleb's news. Not the Big 12 was going to be a union I'm job. I'm going to say, Jayhawks, <laughs> you guys will eventually get in the Mountain West, and not because the Big 12 folded, but because you guys are, are going to kick down the Big 12 Conference, you guys can't score, score some freaking points. I mean, zero points the last two games. I mean, the Big 12 might as well kick you out at this point. Well, at least for football. Uh, that might be more Kansas news related, but I just want to get that off my chest. Go yeah. Mizzou and forget KU. Bye. Yeah, right. This guy's a scab, Caleb. Yeah, yeah taking, your, <laughs> taking your work. Yeah, did we get his address somewhere? <laughs> I'm going to pay him a visit. Me and my cousin Vinny. My prediction for the Missouri-Kansas game, pain. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. it was a little painful at the end, but uh, not the way we wanted. Hey, Ms. Ocas. So regarding today's Same game, it's not the Missouri Kansas, listening. but on the flip side, it sounds like the team's going to be really good this year. But let's talk about the rivalry of Bill Self and the University of Kansas. So, look, I know Kansas now, the Mizzou left the Big 12 to SEC, but, like, so did Texas A&M, so did Colorado, and so did Nebraska. So <clears throat> I just ask that Mizzou be held to the same standard as those other three schools. Either you play all of us or you play in none of us. This whole let's focus on Missouri is just ridiculous, in all honesty. 
And I feel like Kansas is upset because they said back in 2012, if you guys leave the comments, we're not going to play you again. Which is totally bogus as is, and then the zoo left. But then again, Kansas, it's just like, there are three other schools besides Missouri that left. This, this guy needs a podcast. be going on <laughs> on a yearly basis. So if you want to pick on Missouri, you have to pick on the other three schools too. Or... You have to play all of us. You don't have but to do that. Bill Self is so does that. For different schools. No. That's all I have. No. Thanks, guys. That's why Bye-bye. he's Kim Jong Bill. That's right. So uh, that was the mailbag for uh, this week. Barry Odom, Barry Scrotum. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> so why don't we uh, turn it to Kansas News? I always heard there were three kinds of suns in Kansas sunshine, sunflowers, sons of bitches. This is Kansas News. Kansas emotional support bearded dragon missing. Mm. Is a bearded dragon a real thing? (laughs) Well, let's find out. Sarah Marie McGinnis is seeking the public's help in finding Timo, her missing bearded dragon who went missing Tuesday. The seven-year-old bearded dragon is a registered emotional support animal who helps comfort McGinnis with anxiety. Mm. That's why it's important we find her, McGinnis said. She usually rides around in the truck with me and even goes to stores with us. McGinnis said, Timo is part of the family, and she has been for all seven years. gives me fucking anxiety? Dragons. (laughs) I thought a bearded dragon was like, you know, when you watch 70s porno, it was the bush. Mm. Yeah. I I thought that's a euphemism. Euphemism for some porn movie. Yeah, that's what I thought a bearded dragon was. Like the Alabama crab dangle. Yeah, that's exactly, or some kind of sex toy. Mm -hmm. Um, But I didn't think it was a uh, a A live creature. Yeah, The nickname for your wife's V? Yeah. (laughs) Timo went missing Tuesday, and McGinnis thinks that she may be in a storage unit in the Cottonwood Grove Mobile Home Park. Oh, good for... <laughs> he's making bad. Yeah, all the neighbors are going to love that. Yeah, he's hey, like, you see a dragon in here, that's mm-hmm. mine. Yeah, it, it had to get a job. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's seven now. Had to start cooking a little mad. Yeah. Yeah, started it up in there. She couldn't have gone far because yesterday was cold, she said. She's possibly dead right now because it is so cold. I just don't want her to die. Timo is a tan bearded dragon with dark speckles, but McGinnis said she turns into an orange shade of color when she's happy, but that's not likely to be right now. Timo's body and tail are each about as long as a forearm. A wizard sleeve. Yeah. Mm. Oh, man. If you find Timo, McGinnis said there's no reason to be afraid of picking her up because she loves people. Just don't get in her but face. Is there any chance that a Kansas resident finds this animal and doesn't kill it to death with a shovel? You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like there's any chance that unless she finds this animal, it does not end up dead. I would say that this is an animal that might be least likely to be mistaken for a prairie dog. Well, it doesn't that matter. Means, yeah. It's like they're just going to be like, look at that. Look at the animal. Me- Let's kill it. Kill her and eat her. I'm so sick of eating prairie dog meat. I don't care what the fuck this thing is. We're eating it. <laughs> She's very tame and loves to be held, McGinnis said. She especially loves children. She'll let anyone pick her up as long as you don't put their face that close to hers. But other than that, you can walk right up to her. Yeah, so as long as you don't try to kiss it on the face, you should be fine. So if you find Timo, McGinnis asks that you call or text her at 316-719-6545. Hashtag find Timo. That number again? Yes. <laughs> Repeat that number. <laughs> I encourage all Mazzodcast fans to uh, make this woman miserable. Kansas Appeals Court says mobile home owners can be treated differently. Owners of mobile homes can be treated differently from owners of Was other... there ever a question? <laughs> ...and other housing in a community. The Kansas Court of Appeals ruled Friday. At issue was an ordinance by the city of Mays, Kansas, designed to phase out all pre-1976 mobile homes and restrict newer homes 
to licensed parks. Mobile homes cost substantially less than site-built homes and are often owned or rented by low-income families and senior citizens. The Kansas Supreme Court upheld ordinances that treat the owners of mobile homes differently than homeowners in order to protect public health, safety, and welfare of citizens, said Friday's court opinion delivered by the appellate judge David Bruns. I find this shocking that Kansas government is standing in the way of mobile homes. I know. You'd think, well, that would get rid of all homes. What do you yeah. think happened in 1976 that made the mobile home better? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Vast technological improvements in 1976. <laughs> yeah. for Double mobile corrugated homes. walls came in. I don't know that anything newer than 1976 has ever been put up in uh, Kansas. Yeah. But Burns quoted the Supreme Court decision in the Colby case saying, Mobile homes scattered promiscuously throughout residential districts of the city might well stun its growth and certainly stifle development in the area. That's this, the problem all these years in Kansas is mobile homes, why people don't live in that godforsaken It sounds place. like a very erotic problem. <laughs> the concern was a mobile home is an attractive nuisance for children, the testimony read. bearded dragons. <laughs> <laughs> mobile homes without skirting also allow for rodents and pests to take up residence underneath the trailers. Well, that's part of their benefit when a Kansas mm-hmm. resident, the prairie dogs get hey, down in there. Let the meat come to you. <laughs> there's, there's also concern about lighting. <laughs> and I think trash. Yeah. In sure. addition to restrictions on the location of mobile and manufactured homes, the ordinance sets standards for lighting, outdoor storage, recreational space, storm shelters, and blah, blah, blah. Any word on refrigerator boxes? Mm, that's the primary, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Actually, mobile homes are pretty nice yeah. in Kansas, and, and refrigerator boxes are the primary uh, residency, yeah. for sure. As a third teen joins Kansas governor's race, consider this. No rule says a dog can't run. <laughs> <laughs> a third teenager has jumped into the race to become the new governor of Kansas. But even as 17-year-old Ethan Radless of Wichita says he will join fellow high school students from Wichita and Prairie Village in the growing field, he wonders whether a state should set some sensible limits on who can run for governor. They let Brownback run. That's and be the governor. Yeah. At this point, they're letting a 17-year-old I was going to make so a point about that, I'd too. take a dog over yeah. Brownback, yeah. You know, we, we lost a basketball game, but we ruined their state. Rep Singfield from Missouri is the one that got this Kansas tax plan going we mm. just demolish them with that yeah pretty mm. smart yeah maybe the limit is 18 years old but just some way to make sure we don't have like a dog run for office randall said thursday in response to a reporter's question because i'm sure someone's going to think about it and be like well you know maybe it's funny to have my dog run i'm gonna have my dog run for governor i think it's more likely that it would be a donkey but in kansas mm-hmm. but probably maybe a dog but can a dog run for governor of kansas I'm not sure how to answer that," said Brian Caskey, director of elections for the Kansas Secretary <laughs> wow, of State's office. To know. <laughs> because I cannot point to a law that sets any qualifications to run for governor of Kansas. So a dog has never tried to file. I don't know that it would happen. And if one tried to, I can't point to a law that says anything about the qualifications to run for governor. That would be fan fucking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> they would probably win. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Well, and they'd probably be more qualified. However, the Kansas Constitution appears to assume that only humans will hold office when it states that no person may be elected more than two successive terms. Mm. No, there's a dogs are people too. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, a lot of a lot of people feel that way. Yes. Although Kansas has no rules for who can run for the state's highest office, it does have some of the strictest election requirements in the country for who can vote. Though the voting law championed by Secretary of State Chris Kobach, himself a candidate for governor, has been challenged in court, it requires people who want to vote in Kansas provide proof of citizenship to register and to show photo ID at the polls. They must also be male. And white. (laughs) As long as you fit all of those criteria, you Mm -hmm. can vote in Kansas. 
So uh, anyway, Randall's himself, a high school student, considers himself a conservatarian, a combination of conservative and libertarian. Mm. He describes himself as big on gun rights and allowing people that are sane and legal to own as many guns as they want without the government coming in and saying, you can't do this. That's a pretty big problem, Kansas. There's definitely definitely way too many restrictions on guns in Kansas. That's a big problem there. Mm-hmm. I'm, glad, I'm glad this young man's getting on top mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. <laughs> people are really restricting gun use in yeah, Kansas. Yeah, man, it's, it's oppressive. If there's no militia, there's nobody left in Kansas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> true. He, he knows where the tax money's coming from. Final story for the day. Caleb, did Kansas play any football this weekend? They did not play football. Really? Because our caller kind of said no, that they did. Insinuated they, they, that they, they did. Oh, they may have. They took the field against TCU. Who is leading the Big 12 right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, they're they're powerful country. TCU Horned Frogs. And uh, against TCU Horned Frogs, cousin to the Bearded Dragon, mm-hmm. um, they accomplished 21 net yards in this game. Wow. Four first downs, two of them by penalty, mm. negative five <laughs> rushing, 45 rushing yards. Wow. And accumulated zero points to lose the game 43 to Dick. Listen, we may be awful. I, I know that we are, we're awful at football right now, but... That stat line, I feel like I can safely say, is never going to be coming out of Columbia, Missouri. Mm, no, that is miserable. I think our good friends at the Antlers also had a sign that said, uh, if you're reading this sign, you had more yards than Kansas this weekend. <laughs> what we need is Bill Snyder to come out at K-State and say, we're not playing Kansas until it benefits us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're killing our RPI, yeah, man. Yeah, so we're we're refusing to play them. It does not benefit K-State to play them. It doesn't them really benefit longer. anybody to play Kansas. No. No. I mean, I guess a good scrimmage is good to get the, get your juices flowing, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, knock the cobwebs off. Work on a few things. <laughs> well, that has been Kansas News. And anytime we talk about Kansas News, it makes me want to turn my attention to good football. And that's why we're going to go around the horn with the SEC. Jesus loves football. And as we do that, we're going to invite our good friend, the Paul Feinbot, to join us, as we always do. So, Colin, if you wouldn't mind starting them up. Nick Saban. Nick Saban. All right, Paul, you ready to do this? Let's get started. Okay, what do we got on the docket this week? I just want to throw okay. out there, you should follow the FineBot on Twitter again. Mm-hmm. He is a good read. At yeah. the FineBot. And remember, he's just a robot. He can't read books. Mm. First this week, we'll go to uh, Mississippi State versus Kentucky. Yes, sir. And Kentucky, who's been riding a uh, train this year of, of winning barely. They're going to compete this year. Yeah. This yeah. is their year, Caleb. How did they it could go? take the East. You know, they, they've they've won some games. None of them have looked good. Well, Mississippi State proved this week that Kentucky is terrible. Hot garbage. Yeah, Hot they're not a good team. 45-7 to seven, Mississippi State. Hot dog <laughs> water. Hot dog yeah, water garbage. They got lucky against a lot of teams that were on the fringe, and now the yeah. line is in. Now they're in the meat of the lineup, Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can sure you can beat up on a Missouri. You're right about <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, now it's time to play real teams. And we'll go ahead and stick with a score that's uh, right right there with the same. Uh, Alabama played Tennessee this week. Does anybody want to guess uh, who won that game? I, I have no idea. Nick Saban. Like it's a, it's a, Nick Saban. Yeah. Paul. Paul's got it over <laughs> there. Done, Paul. Alabama. Yes, sir. Alabama trounced Tennessee, but Tennessee did get a touchdown. Yep. There you go. Yeah. Good for you, Tennessee. No. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's not looking good for the old uh, volunteers. Yeah. Butch did not look happy on the sidelines. I heard Smokey the dog killed himself on the sidelines. <laughs> did you guys see the Tennessee player give the double bird? Oh, that was the best part of the game. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah! If you're gonna lose big to Alabama, at least flip it. Hey, if you're gonna go, go big no. or go home, man. I don't know. Throw up the fucking double number one at him. I don't agree. He wasn't even the guy that scored the touchdown either. That was what was best. The old fuck you in stereo. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> the double bird. So uh, Alabama continues to be number one in the country. Yes, sir. Uh, LSU played Ole Miss this week, and LSU beat Ole Miss 40-24. to 24. <laughs> This was a game I actually thought maybe Ole Miss might sneak up on LSU, but uh, no. LSU has it's been an up-and-down season, but they're starting to look good. And old Coach O seems to... Have something yes, figured out down there in the bayou. They called it the bayou because it runs right by you house. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's yeah, yeah, There you go, LSU uh, fighting for it. And uh, in the final game in the SEC, we had Auburn, who I think is 21 in the country right now, playing old Burt in the Arkansas Razorbacks. Mm. Auburn, 52, Arkansas, 20. <laughs> Good old fashioned beat down there. How come no one talks about how terrible Arkansas is? We, I, I know. I, Arkansas, I mean, they're like is the, hiding down there, being terrible, and no one talks about. It. They talk about Missouri and and Tennessee, but not Arkansas. Uh, yeah, not I think they're just so they're buried so deeply in the West, and all they can talk about in the West is Alabama, LSU, Auburn, and nobody else really matters. Yeah. And so they just the Arkansas just skates through life being terrible with nobody really paying all that much attention. I, I'm not really sure how they're going to find a win in the Southeastern Conference. Well, they're got to play Missouri later, Paul. You're right. Right about that. So next week we have a mini a game on the docket. We do have. We've got Arkansas going to Old Miss. Well, Arkansas from, should get another ass whipping. Yeah, from the looks at it, Miss is, uh, you know Old Miss is pretty good at home. I hot mean, garbage. Ooh, that's a hot take. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. salty Paul. But I think, yes, I sir, think Old Miss is going to win that game. Yeah, I'm. I'm right with you. I, I like that bet. And then in the blowout of the week, I believe it's going to be Georgia versus Florida. I don't think Florida can keep. Yeah, it. I think as much as anything, Georgia is just going to want to assert its dominance over this league, and they're going to push Florida to the ground and jam it way, way up inside there, push their turds way up there. Yeah, the only These thing, guys aren't asking me anything I'm interested in. <laughs> the only thing worth watching is the crowd seeing Tom Petty in that game. Yeah, Georgia. And then Vanderbilt's going to visit South Carolina. Yeah, South Carolina. This was like Kentucky. They were... Some high expectations, but things have uh, not gone. They're probably well. ready for basketball there yeah, too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, unf- I saw that they, um, despite the fact that they went to the Final Four last year, they are ranked number eleven in the preseason polls in the SEC. So they must have lost basically everything. You're right. They have Frank Martin though, and he is scary. <laughs> he sure is. He yeah. looks like a guy off like that that uh, Vice City game that kills people. You know? <laughs> yeah. Then Mississippi State takes on Texas A and M, uh, and Kevin Sumlin seems to win every game now. Yeah, um, but them all keep off. in mind it is now the second half of the season, yes. and that is not where he excels. Well, maybe he'll uh, he'll start trying something brand new and win in the second half of the season and keep his job. Mm. I'm going to take A and M at yeah. home. Oh, they've looked good the last couple weeks, so there you go. And then in the final game, besides the Mizzou game, we have Tennessee versus Kentucky. So, Butch Jones for president. That sounds Butch like a Jones shit for president. We've got uh, Tennessee whiskey versus bourbon in yep. this uh, matchup. I passed out from drinking too much. Uh, <laughs> Paul. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. So take take your choice on this one. It's kind of a throw up. Kentucky. I'm, yeah, I'm going to take. I'm going to go with Paul. I'm going to Kentucky. Go Kentucky. And you you know Paul doesn't pick East teams very often. I guess he yes, has sir. in this case. But 
He, I think I'd have to pick Kentucky too. I mean, I am a bourbon man. The one thing, the only reason I want Tennessee to maybe win this game is that I want Butch to last to Missouri. No. I want Missouri to fire him. Yeah, agreed. If you lose to Missouri, you should get an automatic fire. Yeah, um, that's that, kind of way. I'm you're right about it. that. Oh, I'm glad Paul agrees with mm-hmm. me. <laughs> so is that the last one? That yep. is the last we got. Other than Mizzou and and UConn. Okay, well. Paul, do you think Missouri can beat the Yukon Huskies on the road? <laughs> Damn you, Paul. Yeah, he never does. No. Um, I, th- I, think, I think that absolutely Missouri's going to come away with the win yep. for this one. I think so, too. They're, they're, I, have you seen the line yet? I have to? not seen that. No, I don't I care what the odds are. Yeah, I, I've, I've just heard that the uh, UConn has a garbage secondary. Hot and if garbage. there's a place where we're, we can kind of excel, I feel like that's it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not a good football team. It's not going to be uh, well, a weak I've, secondary. It's not going to mean anything. I you know, fear, so Jamon Moore will probably play well. What if Gino brings out the girls' basketball team and they play football? Mm-hmm. We could lose. That's true. It's, that I mean, that honestly, be some good cornerbacks there. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. so some they're, good linemen. Mm-hmm. There's a possibility that that but happens. Tony would like that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm sure the the. the the team would have more facial hair should those girls join. It's a possibility. <laughs> well, I think that uh, Drew Lock could feast on on the UConn secondary this mm-hmm. year. Uh, I mean, it, the way he did, played against Idaho, I think that's a likelihood. Who is Drew Lock? Yeah, once again, he is our he's our quarterback. You should know this by now. He's a junior. <laughs> He'll get there by senior year. Yeah. No. One can, one can help. Paul. Oh. All right, everybody. I guess that'll do it for this week's Around the Horn with the SEC. Okay, so uh, we've gone to Kansas. We've gone around the horn with the SEC. I guess it's time to dish out our weekly awards. Let's start out with the TJ Mo Douche of the Week. Douche of the Week. Any candidates? Bill Self. Kim Jong Bill. Kim Jong Bill. Yeah, after the game. Wasn't he last week's winner as well? He's going to be it again. <laughs> well, you know, he. I, Brendan was like, I think this opens the floodgates. Maybe this means we'll play uh, Kansas again. I was like, no, this is just a way for him to shove in our ass and break it off. He's not going to reopen this rivalry. And he pretty much alluded to that after the game in true Kim Jong-bil fashion. But truthfully, the game raised so much money, and it, it, the atmosphere was so wonderful, and that even a lot of Kansas fans are now you know, on Twitter and spe- social Old media. players are talking yeah, about like, how they wish is, they played in Yeah, still, they're like, know? this is... You know what? Why Even don't we Kansas do this? This blogs, is yeah, yeah. This is this is good. This is fun. You know what I mean? All right. Well, then let's go ahead and do it. Let's give him the TJ Mo this week's douche of the week. Douche of the week. Kim John. Yeah, if he wins three in a row, he gets his own smoothie king. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that means the more important of the two awards. Now it's time for Kirk Farmer's hair player of the game. Mm, I can finally feel like I'm giving this award to somebody worthy of it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of candidates of those golden locks. Drew Locke, once again, was tossing the ball over all over the yard. The defense looked good. Terry Beckner Jr. looked great. I think my candidate is, is shockingly, I can't believe I'm going to say this, is a tight end. It's Big O Tire. I mean, I'm not even going to try to say his name. Albert O. I wouldn't get it right. No. There's okay, no need to get it. Okay, I mean, I'm, I, I'm still struggling with Chase Daniel versus Daniel, so I'm mm-hmm. not even going to try this kid's name. But he's a tight end. Mm-hmm. Scored three touchdowns. Looks good. Damn good doing it. So that's my candidate. What do you guys think? Terry Beckner should probably get a nod. He yeah. played well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, three touchdowns in the first quarter. He's now, I think, tied for touchdown receptions with five, and even though he's only caught like 11 balls. Yeah, exactly. Well, they just he's, started using him yeah, you know, two weeks Much like ago. Emmanuel Hall. Yeah, I think the guy's a total stud, and uh, he's well-deserved of this week's well, He was award. one of the uh, the people, I remember when we were talking to people about the uh, in the preseason about this during camp, you know, spring camp, and they're 
the press was like, this is a guy who's flashing, you know what I mean? This, mm-hmm. this new tight end, this Albert O, and uh, got us excited. Mm-hmm. And, but we didn't realize that uh, Barry Odom would refuse to use tight ends right. almost exclusively until midway point in the season. So, right. But he's kind of living up to those very early expectations. Yeah, he was SEC Freshman Offensive Player of the Week. So I think more prestigious award, let's give him the Kirk Farmer's Hair Player of the Game. All right. It almost feels like a letdown next week after uh, all the festivities of homecoming and the border war. Well, the good news is is that that Iowa State game is right around the corner. <laughs> That's right. November 15th. And uh, we're going to play basketball. football next week against uh, UConn. Though, I mean, these non-con games, even though we're going to win, they just don't feel exciting. You know, yeah. I'm ready for Tennessee. I want to yeah. see us play a, an SEC school that we may be possibly could be. Nobody shit about UConn. No. What All I want is to hold court. I want to look like we did against Idaho on the road mm-hmm. and you know we beat them last year nine to six in a terrible game Ugh, or two years ago it was i guess hard to watch yeah. I, I think at least the offense is in a place where they can put up big numbers um the defense may give up points we'll see they didn't get side hoe so if that if they look good then it at least made me a little bit confident that one of these games against shitty teams like tennessee or arkansas or vanderbilt mm-hmm. might produce a victory yeah because ultimately, the the most encouraging thing I saw uh, this whole season was putting up twenty eight against Georgia, mm-hmm. because that gives me confidence that we could score twenty eight against anybody in the right. East. Sure. And so um, now, can we stop somebody from scoring fifty? That's obviously our biggest uh, hurdle. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, it, it at least gives you confidence that the maybe the offense is figured out to how to move the ball consistently. It, it makes us look a little bit closer to what we thought we were going to be, which is a team that would need to score 50 mm-hmm. to win a game because yeah. our defense would be so bad. To this point, the offense has been just as bad, but uh, maybe we're coming around. Well, one can hope. Anyway, it's uh, it's been a really fun episode, and uh, now it's a, it feels especially good to be uh, in league with the Antlers. On behalf of the Antlers, I'm going to say M-I-Z. Z-O-U? Fuck K-U. That's right. I love you, Paulo Lenny.